Look what we have here, Carlski. Bada boom. What the hey! Biggest nerds in the room. <laughs> Official WWE Comic Con moderators since 2012. All we see are a couple of top nerds. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Balls. Watch out for the low blow. On Wrestling Audio. Ew, 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 ew. Stay away from the microphone, balls. <laughs> Seriously, do not try to infect us what, with whatever that weirdness in your face is right now. I was honestly kind of hoping the boogeyman would show up and try to eat it off my face. Yeah. The thing is, I would probably say this anyway, even without your eye infection, just at your normal face. <laughs> I, I would say this, but no, you got like this weird eye infection. We put it on Twitter uh, and Instagram where oh, you can see <laughs> our Paul Bear reaction to uh, to Balls' face. And with that said, Balls is having trouble seeing. And so if you are commenting after listening to this low blow, uh, <laughs> please write in all capitals for the next week. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So so this way Balls can, can read it just a little bit better. Um, and, and maybe here in the show, I may talk a little bit louder just to, to help out. To accentuate everything. You know, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to try our best. Please don't spread your little eye juice, your eye gook, uh, <laughs> through the podcast wave somehow, please. Yes. No, I will not. You know, if we, like, if there's a rash that like all these people that start having eye infections that listen to wrestling audio, it will be traced back to you. I would hope so. Jesus. That, that's. I'm patient zero. Have you have you have you tweeted Paul Burchill and asked for any advice in case you need to wear an eye patch? <laughs> no, but my God, I should. Yeah, well, the pirate Paul Burchill, which uh, half the people listening who? Yeah, I don't yeah, know who yeah, that guy are. is, and that's I, I don't know if I want to know who that guy is either. But I do. I am Mo <laughs> Lightning. We got Raw and SmackDown to cover momentarily. Uh, I, I don't know if we're really covering much in the way of news, but a few talking points that we wanted to bring up. Uh, let's look at Survivor Series. It's already in like two hours or so. <laughs> Feels like it. Maybe it's two weeks. One of those it twos does. anyway. Raw versus SmackDown, which you and I had both read off the air that that wasn't the original plans with, with one guy supposedly changing the whole landscape of the show. Which I, I mean... You, you'd hate that one guy has that much, I don't even want to say pool because it's not really the right use of the word, but one guy has that much uh, influence mm -hmm. on the show that obviously Roman vacating the title changed a lot, but it changed so many things that they were not originally going to do Raw versus SmackDown. They're like, ah, oh, crap, we got to throw something together. Let's do this. It's actually kind of sad that you know, the terminology you had used uh, before we took the airwaves, and I'm like, no, 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 no let's talk about it on the show, uh, yeah. is said that they had nothing else. They had no yeah. other ideas. And it's like, that's if that's true, and you may just be saying yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not saying that you are necessarily quoting the article, but let's yeah. say hypothetically that it is true. That's pathetic. Oh, that's terrible. One guy, and yeah, we know they like Rob Moore and SmackDown, right or wrong, we know that they, they prefer the longer-running show. Uh, but the champion on that longer-running show, yeah, dropping him, losing him sucks. It really does, of course, but especially for the reasons that he has to leave. But yeah, one guy shouldn't change the plans that radically. No, you wouldn't think so. I mean, really, that would just, to me, just changes your main event. It doesn't change every other feud you're planning for this show, but apparently they're like, nope, we're going to scrap it. We're going to do everything, every champion against one another. Let's do this. I am trying to figure out, and maybe you, maybe you have an idea. Uh, you get, you, you have a better crystal ball to see the direction <laughs> they were going. What was the title match for Roman going to be? Do you think? I don't know. Um, it, it, was the plan always for Brock to win it back at Crown Jewel and then Roman chases again. wrestle Brock again? Yeah, is he chasing again? God, I would hope not. I was reading somewhere that the original plan supposedly is that Braun, or not Braun, I'm sorry, uh, Roman retained the title in the Triple mm -hmm. Threat. 
Okay. So he most likely moves on. Maybe it's against Braun, but I maybe that was it. Roman. I mean, maybe that, that it was supposed to be a one-on-one at Survivor Series, and that's the plan that's that's all messed up. But even then, like you said, it's really just the title match at this point. Yeah. Because the shield breakup may not have happened, or it may have. Yeah. But I can't, I don't know. Uh Dean and, and Seth still look like they're on a collision course. Maybe it's Survivor Series, maybe not. But they're on that collision course. I can't imagine it being a triple threat for the title. No, I couldn't imagine. And the way it's almost been handled with Dean and Seth, it makes me feel like this was the plan anyway. Mm-hmm. Because this seems pretty thought out. You know, Dean pulling a page out of the Chris Jericho playbook and just not speaking. And then... Or, or conversely, they just haven't figured out the reason why Dean turned yet. <laughs> there is that. If he just doesn't talk, we, we have more time to figure out why. I, I don't know if this is in your, your high-low for Raw at all, but them finally going to Renee and going, do you know what's going on? And her go, and then her having a response, I thought was like, it's about damn time someone went, Renee, do you have any clue what's going on with your husband? Yeah, they've asked him a few, asked her a few times, uh, different Dean-oriented questions. Like, has he even been home? Like when uh, he was missing from the whole little shield thing for a week or whatever. Yeah, he's, like, he's busy. He hasn't been home. I haven't seen him. I don't know. It's like yeah. they've little by little been doing this, and I and I kind of like it. I kind of hope they're doing it intentionally, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe bringing Renee into this feud isn't a good idea. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and and maybe that's the beauty of this feud is we don't know which direction it's heading, what the big picture, the long term goal is. But like you said, it looks like this was planned. Yeah. So uh, it was so, a nice way to get a- AOP the uh, tag titles. So. Uh, yes and no, we'll cover that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. It, so I'm just curious. Like, was Drew McIntyre supposed to step up to to Roman yeah. Reigns then? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. And even then, then that doesn't really affect the plans that radically, does it? And you wouldn't think it affected anything on SmackDown side. <laughs> so it's just it's it's odd that these rumors yeah. and they're just that we, we could be commenting on something that is completely infactual. It'd be the first time we've ever done so, but <laughs> but but it's possible. And yeah. maybe it's it. But Brock versus AJ Styles, too, as much as we don't like the idea of Brock being our universal champion again, that match is not a bad match to have up on the marquee. No, it's not. So I, I uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen, where they're going to go with it. Obviously, it looked like they were building a Team Angle versus Team Corbin uh, sort of direction, but you got some really slow winter months coming. December is notoriously bad for for being slow, and then WWE really only cares about the Royal Rumble maybe two weeks before the pay per view nowadays. <laughs> so they got that month and a half stretch that you can kind of probably move that feud to that time. You probably, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because now Corbin has to deal with Braun Strowman for however long that goes. And we will cover that in the high-low list as well. Good. Uh, yeah, Corbin Corbin makes an appearance on there, uh, and maybe not where you expect him to. So. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Yeah, uh, so we'll find out. Actually, I got a, by the way, uh, just off topic, I did get uh, a text right now, a message from one of our listeners that saw uh, your image and Paul Bear asking <laughs> okay. if your eye has herpes. <laughs> um, I can confidently say it does not have herpes. And can you confidently say that, though? I mean, I went to the doctor today. I feel like they would have been like, that's some eye herpes right there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They're like, your eye needs to stop having sex. <laughs> your eye needs to wear protection. Wear glasses the next time you screw. <laughs> My eye gets laid so often. <laughs> I get laid. No, seriously, this eye gets laid. It's... This eye, right here, that one. The left one's just the wingman that always takes the hit for the team. He is. <sighs> so, yeah. Anyway, we'll find out what happens. Survivor Series around the corner already, which I, I don't mind the Raw versus SmackDown mentality. It, it looks like we got some fun little trash talking, maybe some fun feuds coming our way, but there's not much on the line at this point, and I, I do hope that changes. Yeah, me too. Champion versus champions, fine and all, but, <laughs> but. consequences, uh, you know, some sort of stipulation, something. So there's 
more than just bragging rights, because we already know WWE, the next show, doesn't really follow up on what just happened on the pay-per-view. No, no, not really. Uh, so we'll find out. But speaking of, of well, let's, let's not speak of WWE for just a brief moment here. Lucha Underground, does it still exist? <laughs> I, it's one of the things that's always like bothered me about Lucha, is that it tapes in advance and then runs at a certain time, and then Lord knows when it's ever actually going to air. Uh, rumor right now is that one of the executive producers saying that season five may not happen because of budgets, that they've already stripped it down as low as it can go or as low as they are comfortable with. They are not sure if El Rey will pay for anything else. So who knows at this point? I want, obviously, I would like to see Lucha Underground continue. I want to see all these programs and promotions and federations continue. There's not enough federations, by the way. There are not. Not anymore. Uh, I want to bring back the federations, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> there. I want to see it continue because it's another outlet. It's another paycheck for a lot of these stars. It is exposure for a lot of stars that haven't had it, yeah. uh, maybe even ever much less, uh, you know, lately. So th it's a great opportunity, but it seems like every year the wrestling quality stays the same, but the budget gets smaller and smaller. The audience doesn't seem to be growing, at least upon its original broadcast. I mean, I don't know. No. I don't know what the iTunes or, you, you know, those download numbers are. Yeah. Maybe they're really good there, but probably I not good enough if he has to wonder if there's a future. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, you know, coming from the first year when it was just all buzz and I mean, at this point, Netflix has decided not to air ease, not to air seasons three and four. So like, it obviously it didn't do that well on Netflix. And all we did for Netflix was beg for it to show up somewhere that wasn't El Rey. Well, and Netflix. it did. I mean, Netflix is also going through their own thing right now. They want they want the ownership of their content. Yeah. So that's why they're going away from mainstream box office movies and going more originally scripted content. So, so the Netflix thing and the Lucha Underground deal may have been a victim of the new direction. When they first signed on, Netflix was just kind of... They weren't starting to dabble in the original content, but it hadn't been fully proven yet. Hit after hit after hit. No, yeah. And I think one of the things that's interesting now is you see a lot of these, when it first started, you didn't see the wrestlers pop up in other televised promotions nearly as often as you have this year with Johnny Impact, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, Brian Cage, Sammy Callahan. There's all these guys that are in Lucha Underground that are now in impact. Even um, uh, we talked about kill shot. Shane Strickland is, was in evolve, although that might not be like big enough. PJ black is wrestling for ring of honor this coming weekend. I think like you're seeing these guys branch out to places. They may not have been allowed to branch out to before. So well, we know, we know impact and Lucha have worked together over WrestleMania yeah. weekend earlier this year. They had the, Really, what should have been a bigger confrontation. Yes, it really should have been. And it's really sad that it wasn't, but that's just kind of the state of both companies, I suppose. It's a good reflection of where they're both at. But, uh, yeah, like some of these guys signed these contracts that they couldn't do these televised events anywhere else or these pay-per-views because they were under uh, the Lucha contract. So they, they could work other shows. They could work the indies. They could even work Impact or Ring of Honor, but they just couldn't be on screen doing so. But now they don't, and that's also probably a sign that times have changed with Lucha Underground. Even if they continue, they understand they don't have the future they once hoped they did. Yeah, yeah. To I don't want to do guys to, Yeah, uh, I don't either, because it's still... And I think we talked about it off the air. Neither one of us is as caught up as we want to be, but I don't... I still love checking out highlights, and I would never want to doom the company anything like that. Right. I mean, if it keeps going, if it can turn the corner, that's great. That's outstanding. But uh, the distribution behind it needs to change, especially now losing the Netflix uh, connection. Uh, iTunes is, is fine and all, maybe with uh, Apple always changing their policies and standards and, and uh, memberships and all that. Maybe it'll be easier to watch it without an additional cost for, for a lot of viewers. I don't know. Yeah. But 
season was shorter last year. It just, it doesn't seem like the pieces are putting the puzzle together in this one. It just seems like the the pieces are being scattered. I really hope maybe maybe it's just leadership. Maybe it's ownership. Maybe they need a new executive producer to put some more money. In. I don't know what they need, but they need something because right now it doesn't look good. And as you and I have heard many times in our lives, perception is reality. Yes, it is. Hence why also um, everybody hates impact so much. <laughs> uh, I think like easily half the roster is currently wrestling on impact. But is there anyone from the time that you've been watching Lucha Underground that you'd want to see? break out into another company really like you said almost everybody that i would give that nod to has started making those those dare i say u.s appearances like a penta yeah. or a phoenix uh you know I, i'd like to see like son of havoc you know matt yeah. cross get another opportunity because guy's really good as matt cross or m dog 20 i don't know if he ever really connected with a general audience but son of havoc yeah. Somehow did. Uh, so maybe have him and Evilies come over, and even if you kind of have to redo a storyline, so be it. Yeah, I was going to say Evilies would be the one, one of the ones that I'd love to see get a better shot. Yeah, those two would be great. I mean, any of the women, really, uh, in yeah. uh, Lucha deserve an opportunity elsewhere. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Marty the Moth is uh, <laughs> such a charismatic individual. It'd be nice to see him kind of given a shot Somewhere else to see if the goofiness really would move over to a quote-unquote more serious promotion. Yeah. I, mean, I know he's, see, uh, he's wrestled elsewhere, but this, like, yeah. he's world champion. Come on. He is. Um, I'd like to see Mil Mortez show mm -hmm. up somewhere else. I, the, the idea of a lucha wrestler or a luchador with a mask that doesn't flip and do that stuff. He was just like a destructive force. I think it's just a great different take on a luchador that could be a lot of fun. And, and someone like WWE, when everyone's like expecting him to jump around. Yeah. Uh, Catalina, uh, going back to the women there, uh, would be pretty good. Uh, so there, there are options, a lot of talented guys, uh, that really could make a name for themselves. Many of them have already jumped over, uh, rightfully mm -hmm. so. Cause if you're waiting for Lucha Underground to to take off, or you, hell, if you're even waiting for them to make up their damn mind and make a decision, you may be waiting a while. <laughs> you're missing bookings. You're missing opportunities there. And it's good that at least Lucha or El Rey or whatever the parent company is, Robert Rodriguez himself gave his blessings. Say, yes, <laughs> yes, my child, you may go to Impact Wrestling. <laughs> yes, my child. Yes, my child. I could see Robert Rodriguez doing that, too. I can, too. With an absolutely straight face, and the wrestler's like, is he serious? Or... <laughs> I'm not really quite sure how to take this guy right now. Yeah. So. And then if, when he doesn't give you his blessing, he sends Danny Trejo after you. <laughs> yeah, but at least Danny Trejo, as he's kicking your ass, smells like tacos. It's true. Yeah. And not because he's Mexican, but because he has his own taco joint, okay? Yep. Anybody that's not aware I... of that. <laughs> I, I understood. I know you don't need it explained, but I'm like, oh, that's racist. No, Trejo's Tacos is a real tacos. thing. Look it up. Tacos are never racist. Tacos, tacos are universal. <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's that. Did you read about that? That uh, I guess dagger in space that's floating right now that we can't truly identify what it is. So we believe it's actual. Like a uh, uh, NASA believes it's some sort of beacon from uh, another universe or another galaxy i suppose no i somehow totally missed that it's well the news broke during election week oh so that's it's gonna get lost in the shuffle so much got lost yeah. in the shuffle i mean hell there was there were shootings this week and we're talking about you know politics and the house and the congress and all you know so there was oh, yeah. a lot that got lost in the shuffle and nasa saying yeah we don't really know what this is it's not one of ours it doesn't look like Typical space debris. Uh, apparently, we and Earth have sent out some stuff like this. <laughs> that that NASA and the space programs around the world have sent off these little pieces, fired them off into space. So if other planets, if there is other life, they see it and realize, hey, hey that's not ours. <laughs> so we're assuming this piece is that. And um, I don't know where I was going with this, but I'm fascinated by it anyway. I don't know. We started like tacos are universal to, oh, hey, there might be aliens. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 
I would I would try to meet that little dagger, that alien dagger <laughs> thing. I would shoot tacos up into space. Ooh. And because then they'd be like, hmm, that's delicious. And they'd be like, okay, we could be friends. Peaceful existence. But if they say this is disgusting, then war of the worlds, goddammit. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to take your alien bitches out. <laughs> don't like our tacos. Yeah. Now, if it's the one thing, if you just don't like sour cream, that's fine. But if you don't like the whole taco, we have a problem. We cannot be celestial neighbors. <laughs> I bet that is a topic you did not expect on the low blow today. No, not. Nope. It was you not in my anybody. notes. <laughs> Nowhere. Or is it in my notes? Uh-uh. No, no, no. But uh, because of that, I feel obligated to mention the name Max Moon. <laughs> oh, Max Moon was Conan. Conan was in Lucha Underground. Oh, my God. <laughs> it all comes back together. Full circle. You're welcome, world. Oh, no, uh, no, no. You're welcome, galaxy. Galaxy. All right, let's move back to the Monday Night Show, which is not quite so spacious. Although I do wonder if the writers space out while writing this show. It is your Raw Recap. And they wanted to go out on their own terms, not, not like, like this. The highs and lows of Monday Night. A magic killer through the table. It's time for your Raw Recap. That's how you segue, my friend. It was a good segue. That's I liked it. it. Six highs, six lows for a three-hour program. Did you watch Raw? No, uh, I watched most of it, yes. Yeah, I wish I hadn't. Um, no, actually, it's not that bad. It just, I don't know if it was that good either. We'll start with the highlights. Mm-hmm. Number six highlight would be Ronda Rousey's trash talking of the man. <laughs> Becky Lynch, which I'll, I'll yes. have a sidebar on that in a moment. But uh, delivery, as we expect from Ronda, shaky at times. But mm-hmm. she's given good lines. She delivers them with passion. And she had the crowd behind her. I'm very curious. A Survivor Series in Los Angeles who the crowd cheers louder for, her or Becky? Oh, I don't know. Based on, and we'll talk about it later, but based on SmackDown, I, I it might be Becky. I don't know. See, Ronda had a great pop, too. And maybe it's just because she, you know, overseas, first time seeing yeah. her in this environment. It makes yeah. sense. But L.A. I mean, L.A. Yeah. L.A. is a different breed. I can I can say that personally. Uh, they're a different breed. Even at wrestling shows, I'm like, oh, the crowd's going to go nuts for this guy. No, they didn't. Okay. No, no. Okay. I'm not expecting that. Okay. All right. So it would be very interesting to see who LA cheers. I mean, she used to go to all the shows in LA, so the locals may cheer Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, But it's also Becky. Becky's a badass. Becky is a badass. Which I I really hope these people that are, are commenting online, this is the sidebar, saying that Becky Lynch saying that she's the man is the worst character possible for her, and this is why wrestling fans are sexist, and it's just, it contradicts this whole women's evolution, and I I was reading this stuff, and I think I lost brain cells doing so. Yeah, me too. I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. I mean, she is having so much fun with this character. Why, Why is this a bad thing? Okay, maybe you don't like Becky Lynch, you don't like the character, fine, but you can't deny it's, it's getting over. No, and she never, like downright says it but it is directly a play on charlotte flair and rick flair's to be the man you got to beat the man oh yeah and oh i love it so much it's great the, the whole back and forth uh with seth rollins the crowd chanting uh you know man or whatever to him yeah yeah and, and so she's like well that's fine and good i can i can take a few moments and lower myself fight you in the ring for your belt and then go back to you know whatever it is she does i mean it's yeah so good i know there was a uh one of those i don't think it was wrestling tees but another one of those wrestling apparel companies that Mm -hmm. uh took the stone cold smoking skull logo and put becky lynch's name in front of it i did see that yeah simple makes sense i would actually Uh i kind of hope wwe smart and thinks about such a thing yeah their own variation and twist of it and of course put some stupid expression on the back because that's how they love to ruin shirts (laughs) I want to do a whole show one day just on stupid WWE shirts. Oh God, that's that's so, a that's a wrestling audio slightly longer than a quickie right there. Right, I, I know so many like so many of our listeners are diehards and they're like, oh, whatever the new uh, Becky Lynch shirt is, whatever the new yeah. Braun Strowman shirt, and that's that's cool. You're a fan, I get it, but I just I don't know what happened to me. It's not like I have kids that taught me to to grow up <laughs> or anything. I'm still I'm still 12 it, years old up in my brain. Oh, no, and it's not that they t- teach you to grow up. 
from mine learned how to read. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It's just like that was so many of these shirts are either so ugly or the expression just kills it for me that I don't yeah. care how much I may love that that superstar. Yeah, I'm not wearing that. No, my my favorite one was my hurricane shirt. And my oldest at the time asked me, "Daddy, what's a biatch?" <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm not wearing this anymore. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes, as far as stupid slogans, if the graphic on the front is awesome, they are guaranteed to screw it up with a bad slogan on the back. Almost every single time, ninety-nine out of a hundred oh. times, I agree with you. Yep. Every so often they release a shirt. Wow, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. And then of course they're sold out of my size. So. Yeah, well, there's that too. All right. Sidebar concluded. Number five highlight: <laughs> WWE addressing the tag team situation, moving the belts over to. You know, a team. <laughs> they are a team. Yeah. That's for sure. And so, uh, you know, it's good. We, we can maybe circle the division around them, and we don't have to wonder every week, what's going on with the, those tag titles, since those guys aren't, yeah. you know, one's not literally talking to the other one. Yeah. Yeah, right, so I like that move. Number four would be Ruby Riot breaking the uh, Jim the Anvil Night Heart sunglasses. That may be the most vicious thing, arguably the only vicious thing, the Riot Squad's ever done. <laughs> it really is. That's You're not wrong. We're going to go in the back. We're going to cut this nobody's tie. <laughs> you see this table here with very little on it? We're going to flip it. <laughs> We're going to move it one foot to the right. Yeah. What do you think? About, you see this chair? We're tipping it over. <laughs> Nobody was in it because we are safe. <laughs> so the glass is still a little... Well, it's not the most vicious thing we've ever seen, but for them, it's a fun storyline. People got into it. Natty sold it, so yeah, good for them. Riot Squad actually feels somewhat mean right now. <laughs> somewhat. As they should. On their way. Uh, number three uh, highlight for Monday Night Raw would be that pop for Elias. Crowd loves that, dude. Oh, God, yeah. Big pop. I mean... It's, People are like, is, is Elias really a face? Well, I don't know. He, he made, he's the same character he was before, but now the WWE's mm -hmm. like, okay, you can cheer him. And, and we're like, doing so. Elias plays into a little bit more now because when they were doing the chant and then he started doing the chant on the guitar mm -hmm. and at that, that part, the crowd just lost it. And it was like, oh, I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty awesome. Huh? Good for him. Uh, you got to play mm -hmm. it up a little bit. Especially when you already got one badass who is having a sexuality crisis right now. That was our sidebar that we just talked about, Becky Lynch. Yes. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> Although Ginger Mahal is probably like, I am the woman. That's probably what he's thinking right now. <laughs> he could be on the low light list, being Ginger Mahal. Oh. Which like, no, this is not a repeat from 2007 or 2008 or 2009. <laughs> no, being Ginger Mahal. I'll be, I'll be the woman. I'm going to enter the women's division. And still lose. <laughs> Aww. Number two, this is a highlight. Wrestling okay. is often so linear that it's refreshing, as we alluded earlier, to see that Baron Corbin has heat in a bunch of different directions right now where Angle wants a piece of him, Strowman wants a piece of him, Stephanie's not happy with him, Balor's had the grudge, uh, Elias has had the grudge. It's refreshing that... You know, this plan, Corbin versus Angle, was canceled because a different feud affected it. Yeah. Everything no, we, is just so, well, just these two interact and that's it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. But yeah, I enjoyed that. It's, to me, there there should be a lot more interaction because it is ultimately such a small locker room on yeah. any, and any given show that, well, okay, just these two, and maybe you got, like, a mixed tag, or you got one feud combined with a second feud into a tag match. <laughs> but no, feuds should affect the other feuds. Uh, you know, everybody should feel that their feud is probably more heated and more important than everybody else's. So Absolutely. there should be more ego coming in and crossover, and every once in a while you get that backstage stuff of somebody interrupting another somebody. But it was it was just refreshing that Corbin... Still not my favorite star to watch on screen, at least has been so effective in the role that everybody hates him. Oh, God. With him, without, what's his name, Charlie Caruso showing up and trying to interview him, and he's like, you just gave away where I am. 
Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, it's, it's funny. It's, it's they're handling that well. I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious to see where they're going with the Corbin storyline. If it continues because it's starting to finally click, or if they're gonna stay the course, whatever the original yeah. course was, or to find out that Roman ruined that too. <laughs> if the show's not entertaining, I blame it on Roman. The show would have our podcast would have been more entertaining had Roman been on the show. I don't know if we've ever been able to say that. No, well, we're saying it now. Uh, we had plans, okay. and Roman not being uh, in the ring ruined it. Like my whole low light yeah. list now has to start from scratch. <laughs> it's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah. We used to coast, and now we can't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's Roman's fault. Wow, uh, number one highlight would be Kurt Angle losing to Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, and I love Angle. Everybody that has been following this site for a while knows that I am a Kurt Angle fan. I love the three eyes, not Balls's eye. That's sick and disgusting right now. But the three yeah. eyes that Kurt Angle teaches. But the way WWE's booking him is smart. He's a legend. He's competitive. But he's not winning. He's not supermanning over the, the current stars. He's put over both Dolph and Drew recently. And if you think about it, since returning, he's only won in tag matches. Yeah. With Ronda, The Shield, or last year's Survivor Series. So there's storyline potential there that Kurt Angle can't do it by himself. He doesn't have All it anymore. He needs true. help. And I thought he made Drew, uh, yeah, Drew look amazing. Oh, I yeah. thought Drew looked great on Raw. Yeah, Drew, I don't know if Drew needs the help looking good. Drew's got a lot no. of momentum right now. But going over a legend in Kurt Angle in a competitive match is not a bad decision. No, no. Then, like, sticking his leg out and, like, egging Kurt to grab it. I'm like, these are some great, like, little tossed-in moments that of Drew just being a dick, and it's awesome. Yeah, uh, so so I like I like it. I mean, I if Kurt continues to lose all, all the time and they just don't have a storyline for him, it'll be a little disappointing. <laughs> this yeah. isn't leading to something. But I expect, you know, Kurt gets that big solo win over a Baron Corbin or pulls off a miracle rumble win or some, you know, some match of, note. Yeah. maybe not the rumble, but a match of note. And yeah, you know, hopefully that's where they're going with it. And he doesn't have to have a long, you know, he doesn't have to be a main event or a dominant reign at the top, but just it's smart booking. It really is smart booking. Uh, low lights from Monday night raw this week. Here's the quote. I got a couple quotes on the low lights. Ooh. First one would be the WWE superstars are trying to prevent Strowman from getting to Corbin. Oh. No, Michael Cole. They were outright attacking him. That's not prevention. That's assault. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, why are their faces attacking Strowman? Yeah, it, it was mostly heels, but there was a few faces in there like... There were. I'm going to get in on this, too. Yeah. I'm going to see if anybody I like, notices. Oh. <laughs> I'm like... And then it broke down into just like a melee, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, that's how stuff should be. Most of you hate each other. Like, that should be a thing. Yeah, I just just said, oh, they're trying to prevent it. No, preventing would be like blocking his way. <laughs> Not when Jinder and all these guys are throwing punches. That's it's not yeah. preventing. That's that's attacking. Like Bobby Roode, what are you doing in there? Bobby Roode just he just wants something to do that doesn't involve the word glorious. <laughs> that's that's all that is. Uh, number five uh, low light goes to the crowd. The you sold out chance. Because, and these are all directed to Dean Ambrose. Dean mm-hmm. has yet to explain why he did it, so the crowd is just assuming he sold out. Yeah, and really, who did he sell out to? That'd be my question. Right, exactly. Uh, there's uh, He could be yeah, cowardly, uh, you're too silent chance. You're too silent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's, there's, come on, th- this was an overseas crowd that sh- is typically much more creative. They are. But you sold out, like, Seth Rollins sold out when he turned on the shield. Yes. Dean is just like pouting. You are pouting. And it's just, there's different, like, we don't know his reasons. Don't assume. That's just wrong. Yeah. Damn you, crowd. Number four, uh, low light. Uh, the quote from uh, Corey Graves. Excuse me, Liv, your new jersey is showing. <laughs> that is not where my mind went. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I heard that. I'm like, what? Uh oh. Oh, the oh the, oh, the vicious streak. Oh, that's oh, that's disappointing. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, good. Show that New Jersey side. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Uh, Number three low light, AOP taking freaking forever to beat Seth Rollins in a handicap match for the tag titles. They did, yeah. Yeah, he got... uh, People are justifying it. Well, he got to look competitive. He doesn't look bad in the loss. No, he could get squashed, and it could still be blamed on Dean Ambrose turning on him. I mean... He should have looked decent for a couple minutes, and then right. the numbers game catches up to you, not right. however long the match lasts. Right, he's a single, we know him as a singles yeah. wrestler. He holds a singles title. It mm-hmm. makes sense that in a one-on-one context against uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, they'd be fine. <laughs> but, It's Toka and Razor. Yeah, Sure. Sure, yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. Is that is yes. that where they're from? That's, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and then you got uh, you know the scrawny Baxter Stockman at ringside. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just it, it took too long. I, I know it was a showcase that's supposed to make Seth Rollins look good, but it still involved Adina. It's like all of these factors towards <laughs> Seth Rollins for him to finally lose what, I mean, if AOP so dominant, yeah. He should have been a little bit quicker. I know. People are like, you're nitpicking. Am I, though? <laughs> Am I, though? Because now are our tag we? champions, if they have problems beating one guy, and yeah, he's a former world champion, but if they have problems beating one guy in a match with a heel manager and Dean Ambrose making an appearance, that's that's not good for this team moving forward. No. I'm not worried question, about Seth. Seth's going to be fine. My sidebar is... Why does Drake Maverick have a split personality? I don't like, know. Because the personality we see on 205 Live as a manager is not the same Drake Maverick that we see with AOP. Right. Leo Rush is the same character in both places. Drake Maverick, not so much. Yeah, uh, it'd be funny if they did that. Like, he's just trying to, you know, uh, he thinks he's better than 205 Live, but yet he's trying to hang out with the cool kids at AOP. Yeah. It'd be funny if it was something as simple and stupid as that, but it's relatable. It yeah. Uh, but but they're they're not thinking that far ahead. No, no. Not they're really. not doing that. <laughs> so, uh, number two, low light. Uh, Crown Jewel was Friday. Uh, let's provide very little follow-up to what happened brock is champion uh, yeah we'll show that in a in a promo piece of course yeah. you know uh, status quo you're used to that fans you know your champion's not showing up uh hbk's massive performance uh we'll talk about triple h's uh injury uh and sean michael's return looked good we'll show that in a promo piece but we won't you know dwell on the whole fact that this guy hardly skipped a beat in eight and a half years gone <laughs> Uh, you know, Hogan, let's show him in a promo piece, but Hogan made his first appearance in years. And like, this is all stuff that's like, hey, if you don't have the network, maybe you should check it out. Yeah. Like they do it ahead of time. But after the fact, like, hey, if you missed it, go back to the network every once in a while they yeah. do it. But Crown Jewel, did they realize it was just that screwy of a show that they're like, eh, we're going to move on as best <laughs> we can. It's called glossing over. Yes. I guess. But when you got a guy coming out of retirement, and some people have argued on our on our socials of that, well, he's not coming out of retirement. He's not doing a full-time schedule. He only wrestled one match. That's still out of retirement? It is, technically, yeah. Uh, it's So the statement is correct. Maybe he's not a regular performer, but he still no. came out of retirement after eight and a he, half years. He can go back into retirement. That's that's a thing. But yeah. you totally did step out of it for a yeah. minute. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you're not you're not going to say, yeah, I, I use this on one of the uh, quickies on our Patreon page, that Kobe Bryant suiting up for the Lakers again for one game is still coming out of retirement. Yeah. Uh, they're going to pay him. They're going to promote him. They're going to put him in the game, put him in the stat sheets. And then if he goes back to nothing again, fine. But <laughs> NBA is not going to be like, well, he's not out of retirement. He's just, it's an exhibition <laughs> for him. <laughs> It's a non-sanctioned NBA match for him, but all the other nine people on the court, it's it's a stat for them. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just crown jewel for as big of an event as they promoted it ahead of time. They had notable moments. And outside of Shane McMahon winning this, this stupid tournament, yeah, they didn't promote much. And it's, it's so odd. So odd. Uh, number one low light. I'm hoping it's more precautionary than anything else, but 
Alexa might be worse off with her injuries than we were led to believe. Oh, that's going to be awful. Being named the Women's Survivor Survivor Series team captain, cool. Uh, Maybe it's just Mm -hmm. they want to get more women on this show, uh, and they're just taking time easing her back. Or conversely, the reported concussion that she suffered may have really messed her up. Oh, man, that would... That'd be awful. I mean, and I don't know what it is, and and we can probably do a whole thing about this, but it feels like in the last month or so, there have been a whole lot more injuries than at any other point. Because, like, Kurt Hawkins is out. Zelina Vega has a concussion. I love that you start Uh, with Kurt Hawkins, by the way. It was on top of my mind of who I remembered. Triple H is injured. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Zelina Vega. But no, we start off with the headliner, (laughs) Kurt Hawkins. Well, <laughs> I have no no excuse, truly. But besides the fact that he's the one that I thought I found most fascinating because no one even really knew <laughs> that he was out injured. <laughs> wait, wait, that jobber had been on TV a lot in a row, and now that jobber's not on TV anymore. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, Triple H, I mean, there's a ton of guys... Uh, Bobby Lashley's allegedly working hurt. There's a ton of them that have gotten a lot of injuries recently, and it's just unfortunate, and it's very ill-timed. Like, I don't I don't understand what's happening right now that this is the result. I don't know when Alexa Bliss is, um, and I'm sure it is probably in the news somewhere, where the alleged concussion took place. But, like, Zelina Vegas was when, when she was thrown out of the ring in the, uh, in the Battle Royal at Evolution. So I'm like, is it? working with a bunch of people who don't normally work that often? Is is this the hazard of bringing a bunch of legends back? That's, it's all legit questions. Uh, I, I initially react to that question or that line of questions with, that's eh, just wear and tear. And, and I think yeah. it's just coincidental that there's just so many going down at one time. But a lot of these guys, regardless of who they're competing against or working with, they're day in and day out. And that's why all of a sudden WWE, not all of a sudden, I mean, it's been habitual for WWE that the legends get all this spotlight because they have such a light schedule. They do a one and done a couple months later, they show up again. There's hardly any competition or in-ring wear and tear that they have to do. But these everyday performers are the ones that can't report to work right now. Yeah. I'm not saying make the legends wrestle more, but (laughs) that's, you know, my suggestion would be, you got a whole roster and you have a lot of young talent that normally I would put a Kurt Hawkins in there where you got personality from top to bottom. Like where's the B team been? Yeah, exactly. Not everybody has to be on every show. No, but if you have so many injuries, maybe you need to look, I mean, if you just develop a stronger base of personality and motivation from your superstars from the bottom up, you're just going to have a better product, and anybody can step up at any time. Yeah. You know, not you know, B-team, you're not going to see Bo Dallas move up to the, the world title picture at any time. No, but if the B-team all of a sudden becomes tag team contenders right now, we're going to be like, yeah, really? But if yeah. they're on TV at a more you know realistic, <laughs> reasonable basis, then, then like, okay, all right, these guys have been on TV recently. Okay, it makes a bit of sense. Yeah, like, this kind of goes back to what we talked about, I think, last week with the... Uh... The I don't know mandatory some sort of vacation that you know you get a week off here or there to try to recuperate instead of you know constantly wrestling. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to get on this topic too much. Here. Yeah, we yeah, still yeah. Got SmackDown to get to, but I do I do want to point out that if you want to sell the network, if you want to sell these pay per views, you know they're they're now doing a half an hour free on Twitter because they're just trying to increase that business. Well, if we're not seeing Seth Rollins wrestle every single Monday on Raw when he does wrestle a big name opponent on the pay per view, it's it's a bit more special. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't just give away. You're not going to do jobber, you know, name versus jobber. Uh, back, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s like we did then. We're not going to do that on TV, not when we're filling 100 hours of television every week. <laughs> Feels like it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Seth is wrestling. He's the workhorse right now. Do they have a backup plan if Seth injures himself again? Oh, God. 
I'm not trying to doom him or anything. I, um, I enjoy his work. I'm, it's not like I'm complaining about seeing him. I'm going to bring the entire show full circle and say, based on what's happened with Roman, no, they do not have a backup plan. <laughs> Sad but true. Sad <laughs> but true. I, I can't imagine you're wrong there. Uh, that Seth is probably going to be one of those stars on Raw that's asked to carry it. And yeah. should something happen to a major, minor, or somewhere between, they won't know what to do. They're going to go yeah. back to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh, well, three out of uh, three and a half lightning bolts out of a possible six is what I score raw this week. Let's move it over to your show. It is the SmackDown recap. Talking the good and the bad of the blue brand. No, we don't have a world title, so we're going to call a universal title, <laughs> a galaxy title. These guys are going to be the Milky Way tag team champions. <laughs> it's your SmackDown recap. Four and a half highs, four and a half lows for the two hour program. Uh, Highlight four and a half, um, the match quality of this SmackDown. Um, while four and a half probably feels low, normally I don't talk about the match quality. It's just, it just, it was good. Uh, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, all were really fun, mat- good, fun matches on SmackDown. And um, I just can't say enough for how, how good the match quality was on the show. Yeah. I don't get to really talk about that on my show too often. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. Actually, I'm very jealous. Not even kind of. Kind of <laughs> is an understatement. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. Um, something else you don't get to talk about on Raw would be our highlight number four, uh, Mandy Rose coming out during the Survivor Series introduction of the women's team. When Paige is trying to introduce Charlotte, Charlotte does not come out. Mandy Rose does, quoted... I'm not the blonde you ordered, but I'm the one that you're getting. <laughs> uh, and and like, I like it. I like the reason. Yeah. Like, why Why is she chosen over me? Why is Sonya yep. chosen and I'm not it? It's There's yeah. legit questions there that could I, lead to some fun future storylines. Yeah. Mandy Rose, just, you know, I'm the one. I eliminated Sonya Deville from the Battle Royal. Why is she chosen and I'm not? Yeah. There's definitely a good storyline. It, it is sad that they they're... I don't know if they are officially going to break up Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose because I like them as a duo, but I, I there's a good storyline potential here if they do so. Yeah, I I agree. I I just hope they don't drop the ball or forget about it next week already. Yeah, follow through with it. Follow through. Let's have some fun with it again. The more people that are credible in any situation, the better it's going to be. For them sure. all vie for it. It actually makes that match seem important when they all want a spot on that stupid team. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, keeping it with women, highlight number three, uh, the debut of Nikki Cross, finally completing the sanity of NXT. Uh, I thought Nikki had a great debut. Um, I did not read the spoilers and stuff ahead of time since it is in England, so it would have aired and been recorded earlier. Um, I specifically did not read that she'd be appearing, so I was pleasantly surprised by that i actually geeked out a little when sanity's music hit and then i put the two together and went oh oh this is gonna be awesome because eric young kind of swung back and then pointed and she's like freaking out and she continued the same thing she was doing in nxt recently with alistair black and and she did it to becky lynch the play with me becky i want to play and it was just like whoa and then then the match was great I, I love that. Uh, not well, obviously what she's doing, but I love you trying to do your impression of her. Yeah, because yeah. it reminded I, me of you singing the uh, former NXT theme song because you were, went kind of Eric Cartman there. Yeah, me, ah, wow. Hey, with me, come on, yeah. I'm coming home. It's <laughs> I can't do it, but you you do an amazing Eric Cartman somehow because you don't try uh-huh. to. I think that's yeah. what makes it so good. God damn it! Yeah, see, yeah. Yeah, it's it's oh, flawless. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> highlight number two for this week's SmackDown. Uh, the Miz. I know you had some comments you didn't like or quotes for for your uh, lowlights, but I thought the Miz had some of the best quotes on this week's SmackDown. Talking about different things from uh, him coming out interaction with Shane McMahon, talking about how the trophy is actually two thirds his. And if he got it during the week and then Shane McMahon borrowed it during the weekends or if Shane McMahon was going to come over and hang out with it. Um, 
uh, on his cell phone talking to his agent about different talk shows for the Marine Six. And what do you mean they want Becky? Yeah, I was like, oh, that's great. A male superstar acknowledging how over the female champion is. I thought was awesome. How dare he? Yeah. And then one of my favorite ones. suspended or fired this week? I just didn't read that. Did I miss that news article? Yeah, yeah. I I thought we're not supposed to cheer Becky. We're not supposed to acknowledge that. What's going on? We aren't. We aren't. No. Um, His comment about Randy Orton, when Daniel Bryan goes, did you send Randy Orton out there to sabotage my match? Because I don't talk to Randy Orton. It's just grunts and awkward staring. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yes. Oh, it's so good. And then, but the Miz and Daniel Bryan trying to maintain a, a captainship together, and they'd agree on something and look at each other and go, "This is really awkward." And then they'd walk away. Like that made me laugh the entire night. Can they sustain that for two more weeks? Uh, well, Daniel Bryan had like a nervous, br- not a nervous breakdown, but he kind of broke it all at the end of SmackDown. So I have a feeling the whole team dynamic will be different next week, which will be fun. But I, I I hope they tried to get along again. It makes sense. Otherwise, it's like kind of a heel team captain against a team heel, you know, heel team captain. Yeah. It's just yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. You need <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you do. Uh, highlight number one though goes to the Becky Lynch promo. Uh, she's on fire. The crowd loves her. Um, she had some great mocking of Ronda Rousey. Like, you are the champ, but you haven't. You're not a champion. You haven't done anything. You haven't beaten anyone. Um, you haven't persevered over anything. You have had no hardships. Like, you make fun of me for who I am and how I got here. Who I got here made me. So, like, she had a great promo. Uh, Becky is a very believable in this role, and I think that's what everyone loves about it. And that's... I, I, I'm not the first to compare her to this, obviously. I mentioned it earlier with the T-shirt. She feels like Stone Cold right now, and the reason Stone Cold worked back in the height of wrestling's popularity is that he was doing and saying things that we, the average person, wanted to do but can't. Mm-hmm. We can't say it without getting fired. We can't do these actions uh, without people looking down upon us or whatever, you know, society not agreeing. She's believable. We felt the struggles like we did with Stone Cold on his rise mm-hmm. to power. I um, mean, it's it makes sense, and, and it's actually kind of surprising that WWE took so long to embrace it. And I'm not yeah. talking to Becky Lynch. I'm saying this current character. No, no, you're supposed to boo her. Everybody relates to her. What is wrong with you people? Yep, we don't all have a famous dad. So, yeah, this is this is way more believable, and. I almost said get behindable, but that's not a thing. So, but it makes sense. It is now get behindable. Get behindable. Yeah, sounds like I should pack that in my kids' lunch. Get <laughs> behindables. Get behindables. They're right behind your other lunch. Uh, low lights for this week's SmackDown Live. Uh, low light four and a half. The fun killer Randy Orton ruining everything. Yeah. It's just in general, but yeah, yeah. He, he ruined Rey Mysterio's fun. And I think that's Randy Orton's gimmick now. He's just the fun killer. Yeah, yeah. Like, Randy Orton dresses in just black tights and a black hoodie. If you have bright colors, he's probably going to attack you. Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, watch out, Asuka. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, Finn Balor wears some, I mean, he may cross shows, take out he does. Finn oh, God, Balor. He shows he's up at other shows. Oof. Uh, yeah. That's I'm sorry, bad. guys. That's bad. So thank you, Balls, for catching up to um, me and my mentality back in 2005. <laughs> the fun killer, Randy Orton. The fun killer, Randy Orton. He was good back then, Mo. Yeah, of course. Sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, low light number four. Uh, not only the announcement of the tag team Survivor Series match, which for some reason was not mentioned by Baron Corbin on Raw, but... Five SmackDown teams against five Raw tag teams. I can't name five SmackDown tag teams. Okay, we got The Bar. We got New Day. We got The Usos. Okay. Three. I guess Three. we got Sanity. Four. Well, okay. You, you have to take The Bar out. Well, I guess technically I said I can't name five. But The Bar won't be in it because they're in their own match. Okay. But 
So, okay, so five. So we still Go got ahead. three then. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, we got the the bar or the club. Okay. Yeah. So that's four. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a fifth team. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we got we got the fashion play. No, we don't. Um, no, no. Huh. That that, that So I, I was able to name five for the original challenge, but now with yes. the 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 technical challenge. Uh, that last team is a little bit more uh, difficult, isn't it? I had to go to the roster page on WWE.com <sighs> and double-check this. Uh, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers are out with Eric right. Rowan being injured, so they wouldn't count, but right. they would technically be a tag team. Uh, I don't think Team Hell knows reuniting, so... No. Uh, Primo and Epico would be your final tag team. Oh, thank God you just told me, because I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Primo and Epico. So unless they bring someone up. So there is real no contest to see who's going to make the Survivor Series team because there's legit five teams. And that's it. Unless maybe uh, Luke Harper brings Bray Wyatt in. And that's you, you get like a reunited Wyatt family or something. Yeah, maybe. So un- unless, there, unless there's some sort of like surprise entrance. Right now there are legit five tag teams on SmackDown. Well, we need to sell this pay-per-view, right? So we need to bring a legend back. So I say Edge and Christian. You're like, Edge isn't coming back. Everybody told me that about Shawn Michaels, too, and you can kiss my ass. So, uh, I yes, if you listen to the big show and this show, yes, I'm ranting on this twice. Oh, okay, good. Because I want everybody to hear. If you only listen to one, you know, if you prefer balls over Greg or Greg over balls or whatever, I want you, you to should. hear this that for for years. Eight and a half, actually. People told me Shawn Michaels isn't coming out of retirement. I'm like, Psh, he's coming back. He's going to be back. <laughs> no, he won't. No, and he, back. he came back. He came back. It's true. So he Edge did. is next on the list. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Doubt me. Doubt me. I don't I don't doubt you. Yeah, so Edge and Christian, they should be the fifth team. They should. They should. Really like, should. Oh. Sidebar, <laughs> since that's the theme of this show today. Uh, yeah. Uh, Epico follows my radio station on Instagram. <laughs> We gave away WWE tickets and never once mentioned him, never once tagged him, nothing. Uh, and he started following us on Instagram, so and interacting too. It's wow, okay, cool. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of cool. He seems pretty likable. It's just odd. It is. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, Lola number three. No live AJ Styles for the uh, for the live crowd. You get a tape promo about how awesome he's going to be against Brock Lesnar and about how he's going to win this time and that's not a prediction it's a spoiler because he's phenomenal well actually I agree with him so this way they can have the rubber match down the line I I don't I don't disagree with him I just would have rather had it been in front of the live crowd instead of a taped thing where I'm going to take a stab and say he was backstage like (laughs) <laughs> Why couldn't you have just done it in front of the crowd? I don't I don't understand. Yeah, it goes back to I'm okay with him not wrestling and competing, mm-hmm. resting that body, but if he was yeah. there then yeah, put him on screen. Did you I didn't read what happened like in the a possible dark match after SmackDown. Yeah. Did he show up to that maybe? I didn't I didn't see a dark match report, so I'm not saying it didn't happen, but it's just what the results that I looked at after I watched the show, I didn't see anything. So, I also think that may be uh, another thing I didn't even think about with this whole wrestlers getting time off. They always do these these dark matches, and it doesn't seem like they're the most intense matches. But maybe it's kind of maybe it's time to consider flipping the script on that and finding other ways to send the crowd home happy. And now I'm not talking the yeah. main event. I'm just afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Promos where the bad guy gets made fun of a lot more. So, you know, it's just so there's less wear and tear. T-shirt cannon, I'm telling you. Maybe, I don't know. There's got to be something, though, just to yeah. kind of, I don't know, spruce it up. So, I don't know. Maybe AJ was in the dark match afterwards and he did appear to the live crowd. But if not, then, yeah, they got screwed over. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, I, it's SmackDown. There's always plenty of guys not wrestling. Like, I could always mention Shinsuke Nakamura, the Iconics. There's plenty, but... Not having your champ in a live segment, if most likely he was backstage, is a little weird. Uh, yeah. Lola number two, being Jeff Hardy. Since his reemergence in makeup, he has lost to Randy Orton, lost to The Miz, 
and lost to Samoa Joe. For a guy who is a former world champion, I would kind of expect a little bit better from Jeff. And it's not like you're putting young talent over. It's Randy Orton, The Miz, and Samoa Joe. <laughs> I mean, Joe needs a little bit of help right now to get back Joe on does. track. Like, so. I, I get that one. Like, yeah. that one's fine. That Storyline-wise, that makes sense. Orton, Miz, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with the the Orton situation because that's two legends going at it, and we we obviously love seeing the legends go at it. Hence the main event of Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. We love seeing that. So if Jeff wins, oh, Orton put over Jeff Hardy. He doesn't need it. Jeff you know, loses. He doesn't. You know, no matter what, damned if you do, damned if you don't. There, but it's almost like Kurt Angle, except Jeff Hardy did come back. And did sex, uh, sex, successfully wrestle um, for a bit. So, you know, like where Kurt doesn't have, like he always had that tag team uh, as a protector and he can't win the singles match. Jeff, he's had good singles matches. So I don't know why he's now in this losing streak. Yeah, I don't know. I think, and it's not like he's going to end up woken or some point. Like they're not going to pull the trigger on that. So I don't know where they're going with this story at all. Or if it's even a story. They're just like, you know what? We need Jeff on TV. I mean, not everybody can win all the time. Uh, yeah. So we know that. But it is odd what they're doing with Jeff Hardy. Of course, Matt Hardy made an appearance at Raw House Show and got physical. It's true. So maybe maybe they're just kind of spinning wheels with Jeff to see, hey, okay, Matt, maybe you're not in as bad of a spot as we thought. And yeah. you know, we get you to get back together so this way you don't have to wrestle as much. It's a good I don't point. Know. I don't know. Uh, number one low light, though, would be the concentration of SmackDown Live on Mr. Shane McMahon. From him coming out, talking with Paige, it's like, I get it. It's a big show. You want to talk up. But the fact that you won the Best in the World trophy, uh, this trophy belongs to SmackDown Live. Uh, it belongs to everybody. Um, you know, when, when I found out the Miz was going to get disqualified I just I added I acted on gut instinct dude your instinct is to wrestle Dolph Ziggler like my instinct would never be to wrestle Dolph Ziggler you have a locker room full of dudes who would step up and wrestle Dolph Ziggler and then you know uh obviously him being picked first for the Survivor Series team unanimously by the Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan like come on man we argue that at some point every year, Shane McMahon takes the spot of a, of a current star. This is it. Well, I'm still hoping this is by design. Uh, okay. I, I am hoping this is supposed to lead to Shane fatigue, a Shane heel turn, where Shane it becomes a more typical McMahon. You know, Shane's nice. Shane's had a hell of a run as a face, <laughs> as he a has. face McMahon years now. Yeah, that's impressive because uh, McMahon's don't like going weeks being faces. <laughs> so he's had a good run, but you know, uh, Stephanie is doing all this good stuff with the women's division, and and Triple H, as much as they try to present him as a heel, does good stuff with NXT, and it's. Yeah. Almost like the roles are reversing. They need a heel McMahon. They think they need a heel McMahon. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think Shane's getting that role. And I think this is just, you know, crown jewel. And then this continuation of questionable sincerity. I uh, I wonder if this is leading to Shane McMahon being that heel boss. Oh, I, I like the idea of questionable sincerity. That's just... First of all, that's a great band name. But <laughs> it is. Feel free to use it, whoever. Yeah. Coming up next, questionable sincerity. Yeah, I like that. Just don't make sucky um, music if you do use no, the name, please. No. You'd have to make Cookie Monster Metal if your name was questionable no, sincerity. Melodic Cookie Monster Metal. How about that? Yeah. Okay. I, I we can compromise. I got you. Yeah. Just don't don't be doing like this dashboard confessional BS. All right. No. God. No. No. Don't no, do that. No. No. SmackDown Live, uh, four out of six lightning bolts. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. Well, good. I'm glad you did. Because <laughs> my show is okay. <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, as we mentioned, also on the big show this week, we are getting closer and closer to the top 50 wrestlers of 2018 list. So yeah, we, we are. So we will have 
All the details very soon. I think I'm going to send an email out to the staff here uh, by the end of the week to try to get everybody on the same page. So we got deadlines and uh, early December. I don't know exactly what day, but early December, we're going to dust off this bad boy and uh, the controversy will begin again. Yeah. Have you have you started your list at all? Not officially. I've only got ideas in my mind. And even in my mind, I have crossed out and then rewritten and then crossed out so many names. I will tell you right now that I, I, I do what I do every year. And I, I go to websites and I look at rosters. Ford. Oh, oh, rosters. yeah. Well, I go to um, also that, too. Um, I start looking at wrestling rosters and my initial list to cut down is already at 52 people. Yeah, and for anybody that's new, uh, each individual staff member list is 25. So yes. Balls so. has got some cutting to do. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of cutting. If you, so uh, much cutting. We'll, we'll have more details. I'm actually probably going to switch up some of our Patreon tiers here soon. Going to mm. try to, to make things a little bit more affordable for everybody and also yeah. helps us and helps our cause with bandwidth and, and all these other uh, you know costs that add up. So yeah. with that, there is a tier on there that might go down in price that allows you to be an honorary staff member, which means you would have your own vote in our list. Ooh. So something to keep in mind for those of you who are like, I want to do a list. Well, you got yeah. an opportunity to do so. <laughs> so. Nice. I like that. Keep that in mind. More details coming up to the socials of Wrestling Audio, which would be conveniently at Wrestling Audio. After this segment's over and we go to commercial break, I'm going to go backstage and I'm going to RKO every son of a bitch I see. Have an Android device? Yes! 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 Open up Google Play, search for Wrestling Audio, and download a free app and hear shows you can't get anywhere else. 